Hello, everybody, and welcome to the, another episode of the Don't Be Mad podcast. I'm your boy Matthew, aka Lefty Lucky, and I'm chilling here with one obvious face. Hey, what's up, everyone? Jason here. And then another person who is not Jamali. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, DJ Nemesis from Montreal. How y'all doing? Welcome back, bud. You guys should you guys should know who he is. He's been on the show before. He's kicked it with us, shot the shit, had some great music talk. Cause that's what his life is all about. <laughs> but this week we're all just it's a Thursday afternoon. Beautiful, warm weather, even though it's kinda gloomy and wet, but I mean, what do you expect? It's thawing out there. That's how and, it is, uh, man. To say on this short week, how's how was your week? How's the mental health? I'll uh, let you go. Yeah, my mental health is a little rocky right now. It's been a crazy couple of weeks for me, so... Hey, this is a safe space. You can share what you want to share. <laughs> you can keep what you want to keep. This is all about support and enlightenment. Yo, it's been a crazy week, but, yo, life is good nonetheless. You know, you hit those bumpy roads, but, you know, you got to keep it moving. You know what I mean? I feel you on that, man. What about you, Jason? I'm always good, man. I can't complain. Having fun. Had a nice week. It was going pretty nice. Yeah, man. Uh, I honestly can't complain. I'm just trying to survive in this uh, world we call Montreal. <laughs> That's oh, what it man. is. But I'm good. I'm good. That is good. As for myself, my week started off a bit weird because I twisted up my ankle on my front step. Yeah, mice. Literally. And the crazy part about it was, like, I was walking home, doing the whole, like, watch my every step and doing a great job of it only to not watch my step on my very first step going up to my door. And I was really like the absolute irony in all of that. That sounds like <laughs> old man tendencies, looking to where you step. That's how you actually feel. No, it, I think it was more of because I got to my safe space of I'm home, I just, just kind of got a bit lagged. I gave and, a damn. Yeah. You know, like my attention went down. <laughs> I was just like, well, I'm here. And just well, missed I that, you. I fell and busted my ass last night trying to go bring up the garbage. So well, shit happens, <laughs> man. Especially now when it's like it's a the snow's melting and the ice is wet. Like That's it's exactly dangerous it. as shit. You guys are getting old. That doesn't happen to me. No, no, no. I'm still oh, you in don't the gym. Slip? I'm, still, you, I'm still, I'm still young at heart. <laughs> I don't heart. fall. It's man. literally the first time I've slipped in like a good, like slipped in a way that I've hurt myself in like a good three, four years. Just nuts, man. Oh, I didn't hurt myself, yo. I'm no, I, you, going I to the gym, on, like going to the gym helps you with that. Oh no, of course. And oh, real time. This thing, like I'm going to the gym too. Like right now, my legs are sore as shit, which is why, like every time I've been getting <laughs> off the chair, I'm like, I'm doing the old man twist and switch, you know, because the legs are sore. <laughs> you get some of that tiger bomb, you know what I mean? <laughs> I need a nice bath, some icy hot <laughs> CBD oil. <laughs> I want it all. <laughs> Yeah, besides that, no, the week's been pretty good, man. It, I feel like it flew by. And not because like we're here on a Thursday, well, but just in general. Well, considering the fact with the time changing everything, for sure. Yeah. Right? Uh, that does help a lot. And get more daylight. And obviously, the days seem shorter because it's going a lot faster. But, yeah, you know, I just can't wait for summer. I losing, can't do with this Losing no that more. hour, it's like, I love the fact that now it's like 7 o'clock and there's sun out. But at the same time, it really messed up my sleep. And you don't notice it till it happens, you know? All I know is when I see the time clock change. That means it's closer We're to close. terrace season. We're close. It's terrace season's oh coming my up. God. And that's all I'm waiting for. Don't get me excited about the season, man. <laughs> it's so soon, yet it's so far that's at the same time. all I want time. right now is terrace I don't even think I'll be here for much of that time because I really need a good vacation. Get away from Montreal. Did, you, did you just come back from vacation? Hey, take as many That as was last can, year, man. man. That was a whole year ago. Literally. Wait, hold on. Was it, was it, wait. So, like, where are you going and how long are you going for wait, that you're wait, not going to be here for terrace season? It hasn't been that long. 
It hasn't been a full year. His, he's been on vacation. His last the last vacation I went to Dominican Republic was. Yeah, it was, I, I would say it was about a, was a year. Really? Yeah, it was about yeah. a year. Okay, yeah, well, the time it is fine then. It didn't <laughs> seem that long, man. But I yeah. mean, you're gonna do that for like what a week, ten days tops? No, but I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna like more or less go like even if it's like to Toronto and New York and like spend more of the a summertime there because it's cheap. It's not that expensive. It, it depends where you though. go. It's not really that expensive. And Montreal, yeah, of course you're gonna go out. Dude, I I just miss going up the street to the park, laying a blanket, play some music on a speaker, and relax under the sun, man. I think that's what I'm lacking right now. Like, I've been working yeah. extensive hours, and as you guys know, yeah. alcoholic, but... You need vitamin D, man. It's the lack of the well, sun. That's what's doing I'm it. I'm going to do my best. Like That's my goal this summer, to try and like you know rekindle with some friends, rekindle with some family, you know, try to enjoy life a bit, because like I've been working way too hard over the past two three years but i actually can say like right now things are looking good so yeah you know i think it's time that i you know i can take a step back a bit and just breathe a little because i'm exhausted as good you can finally actually come to barbecues if i have them and stuff like are that we you mean come year? to the barbecue and stay at the barbecue you still <laughs> yeah that's it because we and didn't you... even have one last year so yeah we, we didn't have one last year. we gotta basically do wait, like we didn't have one last year you, no, no we didn't man wait because so, you have my barbecue so wait, hold on. Remember I lent you the barbecue? That's right. So that means the barbecue that I went to was two years ago? Yeah. Yeah, our last... It's been that long? Yeah. Been that long, okay, that yeah. goes to show you how busy I've been. Like, it we technically even that long. haven't had an official don't be mad barbecue. Yo, let me call the boys up, get the DJs, get the battery pack <laughs> out with some speakers. Like, so don't worry, around, like around. That, <laughs> I mean, like, we're building a little bit of anticipation for the people listening if you're in Montreal or close enough and you want to come through. Like, well, when, when we plan that stuff out, we'll put all the dates on here. Yeah, I'm going to exactly. get a new barbecue. Because... As Alan knows, like we would have like big barbecues in the park, and just all of our friends would come through, friends, family, and it would whoever. just be fun all day. Oh, just drinking all day, eating a lot of food, playing football, like good times. And last year we didn't do it; like a lot of us were busy. We had a lot of things going on, but this year for sure we gotta. Yeah, and I had a so, I had a shoulder surgery, so I wasn't gonna. Yeah, do that too. Shit. That too. Yeah. yeah I well, what I think shoulders. we should do, we should just try and find a weekend and make that the ritual every. Oh yeah, for sure. Like not Saint Jean weekend or candidate weekend, like just an every yeah one like another day. one where we don't have to compete with other plans. Exactly for sure. That's what we'll do. If we and if we were to do that every time, like in that case, yeah. we won't have that issue anymore. Well, like, well, like I said, this year for sure we're gonna do it. It's gonna be a, like we're gonna title it "Don't Be Mad Barbecue" because hell yeah, promote, promote, promote. Yeah, but we're gonna get to that. Don't worry. Yeah, it, it'll happen. I know you missed it. <laughs> I know you missed it. The good times. But All now right. you'll actually be able to enjoy it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> All right, let's get to the topics. Hey, where do you want to start, Jason? It's up to you, man. Uh, you have full. Uh, pick we could you want. start with some Alan. Let, let's let Alan pick what he. Oh, Alan. Yeah, he says uh, we'll, we'll let the guests guess, really. have the first let one. The guests talk about what he wants to talk about. I don't even know. There's a couple of good. Keep topics in mind there, the list is just a suggestion. Because right. you said you want <laughs> to talk about. Um, yeah. Well, for, for, first and foremost, the whole Russell Westbrook going off on the on the uh, have you are you up to date with everything that's concluded from that incident i haven't updated to concluded from the incident but i do have my opinions on it yeah and my personal opinion on the, on the situation is that well let's break it down for the listeners first yeah. just in case there's people who don't know russell westbrook who plays for the oklahoma city thunder during what was it Tuesday's game, if yeah. I'm not mistaken, he was playing the Utah Jazz, and there were a couple fans that were shouting profanities at him. 
and i believe at one point they told him to, like get on your knees like you're used to and from like the profanities plus that remark he essentially blew up on them and like shouted threats to them like basically saying he would fuck up the dude and then when his wife started interjecting as well who were two people that you don't actually see in the video you only see russell yelling at them but the wife as well was interjecting alongside her husband and he said you better control your wife i'll fuck her up too so like huge blow up of russell basically threatening fans as he which, should as he should say oh as he should as he, he should. should and i'm taking i am not arguing that at all i am i am 100 percent absolutely on side on this. but anyone he, can get it here's anyone what i i find ridiculous about it so these fans pay to come see a game they badger one of the number one players on the court at that particular moment trying to add him up to throw him off his game now, because the fact they went as far as as what as a black man feel as a racial slur, which is obviously going to set me off. Yeah, I'm going to retaliate. He gets fined twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah. Then this goon goes on camera saying he never cussed at West Russell Westbrook. He complete his wife lie. never got it was a complete lie. I watched the whole entire thing, and I'm just like, when. Do people become in like they have to take control of their actions and if they don't take control of their actions, they have to be responsible for the outcome of their actions yeah. and that's what i'm finding more and more is happening nowadays that if you retaliate the person who retaliates after being pushed over the edge ends up getting the getting the bottom yeah. the bad end of the stick okay. and the person who's the antagonizer actually ends up being you want to jump in on yeah i can tell you exactly why trump's america these people are given courage to do this stuff now. Yes and no. There's, look, a, there's a point. Yes and no, because okay, there's a big look, history here, with here's, the Utah Jazz fans. Yeah, but and, not to and, this point. No, no, no. no, no. To it's, this point. Beside, it's besides the point if to it's this point. Trump's America. I don't believe in that yeah, shit. Because We're all individuals. We all think for ourselves. Yeah. We should all be able to actually make our own opinions and assumptions. No, no, because yeah. Trump is actually going to go out there and actually advocate for racism and be a bigot and go against black people and try to pretend like he's the best thing since sliced fucking bread. That doesn't fly with me. Straight up. If you roll up on me, I'm going to roll up on you. I don't care if you're white, black, Chinese, purple, blue. If you are part of the freaking... I don't care. It, it's, it's bottom line. Because yeah. at what point do you have to actually take the brunt of things with and allow people to disrespect you without actually proving that you need to be respected? Well, and that's why when it comes to this particular arena, the Utah Jazz arena where they play, it's something that a lot of reporters have been talking about the, the history of these fans and what they've been doing, not just in recent years, but even back when Michael was playing. And like a lot of people were stressing how you had uh, uh, Skip Bayless who talked about the times he would be during like the finals, Utah versus Chicago, and here the type of prof profanities that they would say towards Michael and towards other black players from the Bulls to essentially throw them off their game. But it's it's completely crossing the line, completely flagrant. And the most that they would get from the people that are like security there is like a card that tells them if you keep this up, you're going to get kicked out. But that's recently. That card thing is just recently. But, that but that's a card that, thing that's recently. That but the problem is now they're going but the problem is now is the fact that because these guys are supposed to be professionals and they're supposed to be on the court yeah they're made they're, they're the way i see it 
is they're being programmed to be robots and they have to ignore yeah. what people are saying to them. Like if you look back at the 1800s when you had the circus freaks, right? You know, you're you as a circus freak, you know that you're going to be belittled and you're going to be thrown down by the crowd. But this is 2019. This is not the way we roll. Yeah. So that being said, like right now at this day and age, you could be arrested on a Tuesday night for being black. And you're telling me now that you're going to go pay for seats at a game and start making racial slurs to one of the best players who happens to be black and he's not going to retaliate. That doesn't make sense to me. But now, you, you, well, which but, is a good opportunity and a good thing now, because now they went back in that guy's social media. So yeah, they saw all the I racist shit he was saying. That. He is a MAGA supporter, a Trump supporter, and all that kind of shit. And they banned him for life from the stadium now. Okay, there was so they banned fronts, him. Wait, wait, there was two fronts with the social media because originally when, like, the interview that they went to the guy after the game to talk to him and he was like, oh, all I told him was, yeah, just sit there. Yeah, that was bullshit. Eat. Like, everybody yeah. knew it was bullshit because when that interview was happening live on TV, there were people at the game who were like, yo, this guy is lying. They were adding his, like, his tag, like, his Twitter name. And saying he's lying, like we were sitting three rows behind him. We actually know him, and he's a guy who goes to these games all the time. He says a lot of profanities, like he was saying the n word. Like social media was literally while he was talking, saying he was bullshitting. And he deleted all of his Twitter yeah. tweets from first. Previous, he, he locked, he made it private, and then started deleting his tweets. But there were too many people that have basically went back into the history of his timeline and pulled up other times because last year. The same guy had an altercation with Restbrook where him and a few of his friends were calling him boy. So it's like you're a repeat offender against the same person, number one. Number two, there's so much proof showing that, no, this wasn't just a one-off incident where maybe he heard something differently. No, you did this on purpose. You go there to edge him on. And apparently he has a channel where like he films all these times where he's yelling at people to get reactions out of them. This was just the one time that it blew up. But this is this is why I brought up the reason for why I say Trump's America. People are emboldened now to do this stuff because they see the president. Oh, President Trump can do it. I can do it too. And I'm like, all right, you're brave now. But if you see one of these stars run up on you, like that dude from, um, I think it was the Rams. Like one of oh, the- Oh, uh, Marcus Peters. Marcus Peters. One of the people in the, in the crowd was, was selling some bullshit to Marcus Peters. He went in the stands, went up to his face. What are you saying now? And kept quiet. But you should never. It should never have to come to that. Level. You should have to do and that. The, but thing, that the only place the that I feel Westbrook was wrong is obviously in the threatening. Because and I and as much as I say like I'm glad he did it because these fans get away with fucking murder sometimes. But he has to remember that at the end of the day, he's part of this brand. He's a part of this team. Go to security. Tell them what they're doing and walk away. No, 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 no. I, I, I beg to differ. I beg to differ. No, I'm I beg not, to differ on that. No, what I'm saying is what look, he has he got to, because fined, talking about the $25,000 fine. That's what bothers me. He, that, the reason they did that is because of the rule itself, but technically he should have been fined and suspended. They didn't suspend him because they realized, no, like you were clearly provoked to this point. Well, if that's the case, then they should take away the fine as well. No, I, I don't think he should have got fined or anything, but rule, the rule of thumb, and especially with the way the NBA and all these other sports conglomerates are being run right now, their thing is to protect the fans, which is ridiculous because there's nothing protecting the players from the fans, but which is a problem. But that's the problem. That That's the that's biggest the problem. problem. And when it came to Westbrook, the only way he can protect himself from the fans is to tap a security guard and tell him. But then 
unless there's somebody that can walk up right away and be like, no, this is what he said. Like he's telling the truth. And, uh, it's not gonna. It's, it's gonna lie. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's literally like okay, it's you're, this is your warning, but no, the no, guy's gonna keep doing look, it. You know, this is why you need another malice in the palace. You need to have another one. No, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not joking. I'm no, telling the truth. Because I've said many times, listen, some of these need, fans need to get punched in the mouth. You need to have another one like that because after that happened, when Ron Artest, Stephen Jackson, all the people went in the crowds, Yo, they kept quiet. We need another. We need they another one of those quiet. things because the once that happens, you're never gonna have that problem again. At least for a while. At least you're for, not a, while, have for but, a while. And but that's the thing. And it's it's also when you look at all of these other sports. You know, like you look at the way the NHL arena is set up. It's a rink. There's high glass. The fans can shout what they want. You're not getting to these players. NFL, it's there's a nice amount of distance between the field, the players, and the bleachers. When it's the NBA, you are literally right there. These fans have way too close access to these players. It's not only to that. be allowing this right now. It's not only that. If you look at NHL arenas, they're built in Acoustically speaking, they've been, they've been built in ways where when the chants come from the crowd, yeah. it's to amplify. Yeah. If you look at football, it's the same thing. Certain stadiums sound very much louder, yeah. decibel levels. Seattle's uh, exactly. The, Seattle's probably one of the loudest Seattle, ones that it is actually built. Kansas to, City. Exactly. Acoustically, this is yeah. what their game is to do. But in basketball, that's not the game. Yeah. They're there to watch a ball game. They hear some music. Get some hype, Look, and that's it. It's not about. I have how no team. problem with heckling, but, but there's a limit. Exactly, because in any sport, you're gonna get heckling. Like you're gonna get somebody who in NHL bangs on the glass when they're taking a face off. Like it happens, you know. Right. Like even if you yell out a, well, you you've, you've seen you've seen players come off the ice and grab guys over the ring who was trying to heckle them. Like yeah, you, you've seen and that happen. You know what before. happens? And yeah, we know they what happens. That. <laughs> Absolutely, but. In terms of basketball, when it comes down to this level, like, and, and this this is one of the things that bothers me with the whole Westbrook thing is because why is he being fined twenty five thousand dollars because he has to defend his integrity of yeah. who he is? What, which is why I was very happy when they asked him like if you could go back and do like redo anything, would you? And he said absolutely not. Absolutely. And he said and as a what, man, that I will is never, a G. I will never change the way I choose to defend myself, my family, my wife, my absolutely. kids. Absolutely. And like I. I said I 100% agree with him. There's absolutely no way you sh fans should be even thinking they can get away with some of the shit they try to get away with. Mm -mm. Like, how dare you think you can look at Westbrook, who's literally here for your entertainment. You paid money to see him and his team against your favorite team and your favorite that's, players. That's why you need to have goons in the crowd. Like the audacity of you to think you're going to pay that money and then come here and disrespect goons. me. And the only reason you're able to be here is because of myself and the rest of us players. Ridiculous. Well, you have to have goons in the crowd, man. Got to have. Is even a point of the goons in the crowd? Like, I, I don't believe in goons or all that crap. If you're telling me that I have to accept the fact because Trump is a racist. It's and an entitlement Trump, problem. Like. It's I think they're just entitlement emboldened. They're emboldened. I'm not saying that they never yeah. did it, but they're doing it more, and it's more frequent now that they're doing it. That's why I say but Trump even, is one of the problems. Because let's like look outside of and just in many. Because this isn't the first time that somebody's gotten close to Westbrook or even any other player for that matter. Where like you'll have fans that literally just like walk up and try to like grab you, or you had like that one fan that like took Katie's hat off of his head when he was walking through the tunnel. Like fans have come to a position, regardless of like. There's what no America is right now. It's just because we have 
so much access to these stars, whether they're celebrity, athletes, musicians. We have so much access to them that these fans, these people who follow them feel entitlement to who these people are. Like, whatever I do to you, you have to accept because you're here for me. But you see, that's the problem. And that's, and that's, the, problem. And that's the problem. Like, three black guys here. I'm pretty sure we can actually say that growing up, our parents taught us how to respect boundaries, regardless whether you're young, old, I rich, hope so. poor, yeah. celebrity. Yeah. So that's the problem that I find today is the fact that there's no boundaries that are being drawn. Yeah. And as an adult, if an adult can actually go out and do this, just shows our youth today that, you know what? There's no boundaries. I can do whatever. If, if, if yeah. somebody who is supposed to be responsible of me can do this, why can't I? That's why yeah. you need to have that's, like that's a problem. You need to discipline people, and I mean by discipline, I mean you need to stomp someone out. For Absolutely, them to get it. but that's the one of the reasons why Jay, I have to actually like bring down your whole this Trump generation yeah, because it's beyond that. It's beyond that because all Trump did was like Obama did. I'm not gonna freak like he did a lot of good shit, a lot of good shit. But there's a lot of shit that he did was bad as well. I'm not going to sit here and say like, yo, he he was like the next John Paul the 13th. You know what I mean? Mm. But one thing he didn't advocate was hate. Yeah. So be because the fact the president of the United States is bestowing hate doesn't mean that as a personal and as an individual, I should sit here and be like, okay, you know what? Hey, the president can do it. Shit. Let me go and do the same thing. I don't believe in that. That's not fair. Because... Look, I'm not gonna go into like whole different topic. I'm gonna stick to the topic, I have, but like the, yeah. you know, you know what I'm saying, right? It's like it's not gonna be um, where I don't believe that because the president of the United States is a bigot means the fact that everybody who is on a right winger should be a bigot. Oh as no, well. that's not what I'm not saying. I'm just no, saying I'm saying that, but like in a certain manner, you're trying like correct I'm, me if I'm wrong. You're, what you're trying to say is because you're a right winger and you, because you are a Trump supporter, you're condoning that kind of, so, oh, that, no, that kind no. of problem. What I'm saying is in this whole situation is that people are who are ignorant are going to be ignorant. Absolutely. But the, the what I'm saying by the whole Trump thing is because 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 of the president has nothing to do with right wing, left wing, whatever. If you're ignorant, you're going to be more ignorant. And now you see someone in power being ignorant to the certain point, you're going to be emboldened to do it. So all he's doing is yeah, he's going to he's giving the ignorant people more ammunition to be even more ignorant. That's how I see it with them. Cuz the, the, these people are going to be there regardless. But Absolutely. like I said, I, I get but he's, I he's completely get and understand he's your art because them. we've seen examples of it, but when it comes to the sports world and especially when it comes to Utah Jazz fans, this type of actions have been happening way before Trump ever came in office. When Derek Fisher's daughter was diagnosed with that rare eye cancer, he had in the game that he was playing there when he went back to the Lakers, there were fans that were literally holding one of their eyes closed. Yeah, because they're mad he went back to the Lakers. While shouting at him, though. like hoping he'd miss a free throw, you know, yeah, like fucked up shit like that. But and to go back, like I said, like we have the example with that. Skip Bayless was talking about when he was covering Michael and in those finals where they were throwing derogatory racial slurs to the players back then as well. So it's yeah, we've seen correlation of emboldenment when it comes to Trump's America, but I feel like when it comes to this specific situation, it's it's something that has been just 
a trend for the Utah Jazz fans way before this America as we know it has so been that, around. So that's that's a Utah problem. Then. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, it is a Utah problem. That's a Utah but in, problem. But in the greater scope of sports itself, because you recently had that guy from uh, Austin Villa who got punched while he was on the pitch, and some fan ran out there and punched him in the back of the head. You but know, to be fair, it happens in England a lot of but, English soccer games. <laughs> not a matter. A of, to of be fair, games. I'm just saying it's another example of we have these emboldened, entitled fans who think they can just go out and do these and fucked up shit. But if that's, that's the case, they should be prosecuted to the fullest. They and that's a security be. problem. But they're they not. Should be. Especially like especially in the case with that football player who got punched in the back of his head. Yeah, you you assaulted the guy. I think he got uh, fourteen weeks in jail plus a. No, a, that's not enough. I don't think it's enough either. I don't think it's enough. I don't think because it's enough if, either. If he had retaliated, he turned around and clocked him in his face. I guarantee he would have got like a fifty thousand dollar fine plus penalties of like three to four games. You know what I mean for defending like that, himself. Yeah. Well, and he gets fourteen weeks in jail. Football that's players not don't get that because football players, if you come on the field. Um, you're allowed to really destroy a person. You can tackle them if you want, and they don't get nothing. They won't get nothing. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> that's why you don't see, again, and that's why you don't see a lot of them, like especially at football games, you don't see any fans run on the field or do anything because we've seen one get tackled who was streaking, and his body was like, Contorted in different ways because he got. Then they should apply game. that to basketball. They should, they should apply it to every other yeah. sport. You gotta stomp out some people because once it. it just takes one person to actually be made an example, and I was like, "Shit, I ain't gonna do that." Remember how Rana Tess fucked up all those people? Yo, he, he went on a three. Him That's and the Jackson. He went grand theft auto Look, without a gun. There's a people. man who was alive today <laughs> simply because Jermaine O'Neal slipped. Yep, he's lucky that punch. That like, punch just missed. There is a man who is literally like rewatching that video and be like, and that was the moment I thought I was gonna die. <laughs> but then God intervened and now he's on the pulpit talking about why you shouldn't heckle fans. Exactly. Like players, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's on the pulpit right now being like, You see what happened? Russell Westbrook had restraint. <laughs> I almost died at the hands of Jermaine O'Neal. All right. Let's <laughs> Let's uh, move along to the next topic. Keeping up with violence in sports. Did Hilarious. you guys see what uh, Ibaka and Marquise Chris went through? I saw a little bit of on TV. Yeah, I and saw I was that. Like, Yo, I don't get why Ibaka keeps fighting people. He doesn't let no punches. Look. Never. And again, bring him up. But he's Ron always ready to swing. Yeah, again, but here's the thing. What I'm trying to figure out is how long's his contract? No, he's... I think he's got at least two, three years. Okay. Because uh, Toronto signed years. him for a long term. This is his first run. year, right? No, is this second no, year? No. First or second year? Second or third or something like second that. Or third, At the rate he's going? They, they signed up for multi. Yeah. If he was smart, with the next two years, stop acting all wild because they will not resign his ass. Oh, of course not. No, I don't mind. Like, I, don't, I, I, I don't saw that. I was like, is, what you, why, like the why? whole play was like it was legit. It was nothing. It's like, okay, your teammate threw a lob down the court. We both went after it. You jumped. I didn't. You fell. I didn't. I walk away from you. But you s- now you're grabbing me by the throat. But you see, Ibaka, the fuck? Ibaka is one of those fake tough guys, like Demarcus Cousins oh, and a whole bunch of other people. They don't fight. Put him against no Westbrook. Huh? Put him against Westbrook. No, but, but this is the thing. Westbrook will fuck him. When, when Ibaka, oh, he had a chance to fight Ron Artest. And he's, he's, he, Ron Artest he thought said, twice. Ron Artest squared <laughs> up on him. He said, come on. Ibaka didn't swing nothing like he that. He thought twice. There's only one goon. Probably in, the smartest decision he made in his life. There's only one goon in the NBA, and that's Zach Randolph. He is the only true goon in hey, the NBA. I wouldn't want to fight Steven Adams. Please. Zach Randolph. What? Food. 
I Zach saw Steven Adams get punched in the face and his head didn't move. Zach Randolph. I'm quite sure food. the player's hand broke. <laughs> <laughs> there was another fight Steven Adams was with where he was literally holding two guys with one hand while holding off his <laughs> player with the other hand. And the two guys were trying to fight off Steven. And Steven was just like, yo, just, just relax. Just chill. <laughs> like, <laughs> come the <laughs> one guy that like, that New Zealand Adams. strength. <laughs> I didn't worry about Steven because I remember Zach Randolph was like um, at, to Demarcus cousin. My hood bullies get bullied. Look, no, cousin I'm, I'm not downplaying quite, Zach Randolph. Don't get me wrong, because look, Zach Randolph is still selling weed while he's in the league. But you ain't hear from me. <laughs> you ain't hear from me. But I, I heard he ain't got no mid. <laughs> That's what I heard. I didn't say nothing about Zach Randolph. Okay, dude is a goon. I'm but. Not- He's still playing. <laughs> okay. We know he doing it, but he's still playing. Like when he started clowning, Ze- um, uh, what's his face? Um, Blake Griffin. And Blake Griffin was oh, just. Co- I, I would clown. Uh, I'm sorry. Blake Griffin deserves to get heckling. How do you punch a personal trainer in the face and you break your hand? <laughs> you, you deserve to get a little bit of heckling for that. Got milk. <laughs> you can jump over Kia but can't punch a dude <laughs> come well, on <laughs> but NBA fights are a little bit overrated no one can really fight everyone just swinging wild and shit. look I still miss the NBA from the 90s oh man that's We're, one reason why I don't really watch you gotta shout NBA. out Carmelo though for the greatest backpedal after a punch ever oh yeah Carmelo Carmelo <laughs> did the most a full court backpedal all the way up in the garden he was all the way in the rafters in the garden when he was doing all those backing up steps <laughs> Carmelo did the like he moonwalked he moonwalked all the way up <laughs> He moonwalked. I've never seen somebody backpedal a full court so quickly in my life after throwing the first punch. It was great. Like I, I still miss the NBA of the 90s. Oh, yeah. I'm with you on that, bro. E- even early 2000s. Like, now I watch NCAA because these dudes want to play. They want to make money. They want to play? They want to make money. Look, I'll watch NCAA. Yo, but NCAA even at NCAA, they're like, they, they trying to make it to the NBA. That's their, that's their goal. Duke. Like, not even that. But the thing is, when if, you, if you look at the NBA, once you get to the NBA, you're like, you know you're set. So yeah. these guys are getting soft. If you look like back in the day, like Muggsy Bowes, Larry Bird, Pippen, Charles Barkley, because those you guys don't actually get those hated legends. each other, huh? Those guys actually hated each other. Absolutely, but that's what made them the better player. <laughs> yeah, you know what whereas I mean? now it's like, yeah, everybody's really buddy buddy. Like, there's no real like rivalries. But anymore. that's exactly it. That's one of the reasons why I watch NCAA because these dudes want to play. Well, of course. Those guys want to play. So that's the I've NBA? never watched so many Duke games in my life. But I'll tell you right now, that boy Zion is nice. <laughs> and he's back yo, tonight. Yo, Zion is good. I got the game recording at home. Like, he's back tonight. <laughs> that dude that dude is going to be like the next Shaquille slash Jordan slash dude, better, every. He's going he's, he's gonna to be. He has literally the build of a mini LeBron. Mm-hmm. And that's me being kind because he's fucking. Like he's built like a linebacker. With the athleticism of a tight end, but he has the movements and court IQ of some of the greatest. Absolutely. And he still has to learn. Right. Like, he's nowhere near his ceiling. Well, if he ends up on the Knicks, his career is done. No, I don't, think so. I don't think so. I yep. don't think so. I think he might be able to bring the Knicks. Nope. Stop Look, it. It never happened. Look, I'm going to get my ass kicked for saying this, okay? Considering everything Dolan did with banning that fan because his eagle got it has bit too to big, do, it has no, 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 look, I will shoot the Knicks some some fair share here, and them getting Zion plus possibly getting KD or Kyrie not happening. Look, 
Do you know what possibly what? means? Okay. No, possibly. Zion? It could, I'm going to give you a comparison of how powerful Zion can zero be. Chance. Yeah, that's what I mean. And I'm possibly. Zero, there's zero chance. It can possibly. It's actually minus zero. No, no. I'm going to show you how powerful Zion can be. Remember that game that Kobe played where before the game, everyone was talking smack about the fact that, oh, how he's a hog and that he couldn't play, whatever the case is, and he didn't do shit for the first half of the game. Remember that? And they were mm. down by like 30 points. And then he was like, all right, I'm ready for this. And he brought them up by like 15 points. And like. That's the Black Mamba. I'm not, I'm not, I, I never doubt Kobe. Okay. Zion's that guy. Okay. Let's, I don't know. No, no. Kobe, Zion Kobe is. Was, look, he's Zion, young. Zion but let me tell you, shots. Zion is going to be that guy. What uh, I, the one thing I really like about Zion. And I mean, we might as well talk a bit of college basketball because March Madness is right around the corner. But what I really like about Zion is the fact that he's. An extremely efficient player because he doesn't shoot he dunks he dunks he has a short jumper that needs to improve thing. which will improve once he's in the nba but he's efficient he gets his inside points he takes his long jumpers when he has them and he usually hits he'll finish a game being like 12 for 14 15 for 18 and and rake up like 24 plus points but you can do right. that in college though you can you can get away with but that no but you you see a lot of guys in college who will give you 20 to 22 points but they took closer to 30 shots not in college basketball they don't get that many shots in college you have to be really efficient in, in college Dude, basketball. rj barrett is averaging 24 shots a game <laughs> but that's that's a that's a that's an aberration though on the team that he's on he's on a team with where he can get away with that yeah He's not like on, he's not like on like um, Northwestern or something but like that. He's on the, Duke. To bring it back to Zion, it's you get that from that efficiency from him. Plus, you get the defense. You see a guy who's literally like chasing down plays. He's closing the gap from basket to perimeter faster than we see most people do. Like it's he's. But insane. not only that, have you heard the tickets pricing? Is he Zion right now, Francis? Oh, it was it was fucking finals prices and Super Bowl prices at one point for the Duke uh, and NC game. Any other game that Zion wasn't playing was a quarter, if not an eighth, yeah, of whatever he was actually yeah. playing at. Oh yeah, Sway in the morning. Sway was freaking out. At it one was, point, at one point, Sway was like saying, like, you know what? Why would you actually pay that kind of money to Zion? Even though he's as good as he is, that boy why nice. would you? He, that's how good he is. Like, Look, if I if I had it, if I had that twenty five to three thousand dollars just to watch him play one game, if I had it, I would. No, but no, some games would go for seventy five hundred dollars oh, a game. Oh, I know. Less. Nah, I wouldn't do that. I would but never pay that. It money. was ridiculous. I would because people were money. buying the tickets and then reselling them. Because I mean, but, gold okay, mine. Your tickets are already $7,500. Well, the thing was, prior to like it getting to that point, the early pricing for for were in the hundreds. And then as like, you know, because you have like the student pricing and all that stuff, once all that got out the way and it was like the courtside and media, those seats, they started at 2500 shot up to 7500 and that was mostly through like the resales and things like that but it started at 2500 for those like court sides or media section sides i would never it pay that insane. much i wouldn't pay that i would never pay that much you see a i spent player. a lot of money on some stupid shit in my life but i'm not that stupid no no <laughs> not a college player man hey if, if i had it 
I mean, you like, just, had it to the point where, like, if I spent it and I don't even think about it, I would. I, if I had it, I still Why not? Because it. it's like, how... And it's unfortunate that that was the game that he got injured, too. But you're looking at it as this is a moment in history. You know? That's like, there's certain, like, moments in history where you're like, yeah, if I could have, 100%. That's what replay is for and stuff and TV. No, but it, it's... You. There's... And that... Come on. Like, that's like saying recording it on your phone or, like, watching a concert... No, no, like no, Instagram no, no, no. is the same it's as not, being it's there. Not, it's, not it's not the same. Not the same as There's being an, there. But I went inside Drizzy in Montreal. Being there. Let me tell you, it was great. But for the difference in, in, in pricing for the tickets, it was worth it. But I would not have spent $7,500 well, to go I to hold, the show. I hold sports a bit higher than like the music stuff. Because for me, it's like moments in sports, they happen and that's it. It's I very, beg to differ. It, it's like lightning in a bottle. Like you're not gonna get it. I beg to differ, and and that's that's one that, that's that's another topic for another podcast. Yeah, it, because like we can go hole. we can go on that for like an hole. hour with. But me. what I say when right. it comes to sports, because there's so many great sports moments that yeah we see it on TV and it's amazing. But when like going to Habs games, and I remember going to one of the Habs games where we literally had we playing New Jersey Devils. It was a high-scoring game, literally going back and forth. One minute we're up, one minute we're down. Goes into OT. And now it's it's 4-4 in OT. Breaks out. We're maybe like three, four minutes in. We finally score. And just like that feeling of, holy shit, I think I just watched one of the greatest games. Nah, but it happens. That happens so often. But the, thing is, it's, but the thing is, as much as it happens, to be there in that moment. You know, and, and yeah, you'll take pictures, you'll record, but... To be like, I recorded this because I was there with my friends. We were watching it together. Like it's a moment, you know. Seventy five hundred dollars. That's a lot of goddamn money. I could think it of is. a lot of things it I could is. pay off Dude, for. With my current salary, fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, don't get me wrong. With my current salary, f no, I'm, I'm sitting at home. <laughs> I'm a DVR it exactly. <laughs> so then maybe I can run it back exactly. But like, oh shit! If like, I didn't have back. my salary, if I had a salary where seventy five hundred. You know what? Even if it was more of, I'm gonna have to do some OTs to to reap it back. I'm too responsible of money to do that. I I I'm would. Too responsible of money to actually pay that price. Never. Exactly. I'm but the same way. But we're saying that with our salaries. No, 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 no. If I had a million dollars, I'm not paying that much money to go see. To a be honest, play I'm the same way. See on TV. If you had a million dollars and it wasn't working for you. No, I agree with. I'm on Jason's side. I, this no, time. but I get what he's saying. But at the same time, it's like, I'm not saying do this for everything. You're not going to do it for All right, everything. So let me ask you this. <laughs> How do you know that game is going to be that special for you to pay that kind of money? You don't. Exactly. So you don't pay it. That's it's like going on vacation. How do you know you're going to get great weather? You don't. I don't. I know it'll be at the bar. Yeah. It's all inclusive, right? But I didn't go to vacation just hold to on, drink. Hold on, I hold on, hold on. at home. Hold, exactly. I could have saved $1,000 and hold drank on, at home. Look, <laughs> let me make something clear. If I go on vacation, it's all inclusive. Let me tell you. If the weather's shit. I'm still having a good time. I'm still having a good time. <laughs> and um, if I do not have good weather, I'm having good ass drinks. That's all I know. Oh, of course. I'm drinking my money's worth. But with a ball game, if the game is shit, what are you going to do? You're out of it, right? You're done and out. You're out of it. Ask exactly. the many, it's the, the risk you run. Ask the many Montreal Canadian fans how many bullshit games they've gone to and paid ridiculous hey, amount we've been of having a great season. What are you talking about? Habs are in the playoffs right now? We're right now in the wild card position That's because we lost that. two games. Which means we are in that hunt. We are you, that you, close. You, we we lost me? two games badly. 
No, <laughs> I'm not saying they were okay losses, but we're still in a position where we can make playoffs. All right. Go Last to, year, there was no hope. <laughs> go to uh, the next stop. Um, actually, we're going to skip AB because I want to talk about the good old Browns. Oh, where's Tyler? Tyler's in the back somewhere. <laughs> Tyler, we need you. I want you to be here for this. He's not going to be on it. No, I just wanted to sit in. <laughs> the Browns are looking like they are stacking themselves up for the most immaculate playoff run. And still end up in last place, as usual. Dude, they weren't in last place last year. What are you talking about? The Browns, man. They're not, they're not even I'm going to sit yeah. this one out because I've been out with of Baker the... Mayfield, Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, wow. The Giants are out of their fucking minds. How do you trade one of the greatest wide receivers in NFL right now for peanuts, literally? That's the Giants' problem. They're so dumb. That's them. Which is why I wanted Jamali to be here. I need to ask him what the Giants Jamali. are doing. Jamali, all the times you've been clowning with Mads out of here, and just like, where the fuck you at? He's gonna see it anyway, so don't worry I about need Jamal no, no, my but, counterpart. But, but where is Jamal anyways? Oh, he's out. Jamal is my counterpart, man. I need him here for this. I need to ask him what's the plan. I don't get it because I look at it like Matt, you've literally just like solidified. Matt, can I? The Browns, Matt. Can I go for it? Jamal, are you with your whores? <laughs> nah, Jamal, leave Jamal alone. <laughs> no, Jamal, no. Jamal's probably just doing something at home. No, you say he couldn't come. No, but no, it. When, when Jamal, well, Jamal says you know I got nothing but love for you, homie. You know I ain't got nothing but love for you, homie. <laughs> I doubt he's with the whores. <laughs> I highly doubt it. I highly doubt. No, he he said he had something serious that came up and he had to deal with it. So I trust his word on that. But yeah, man, it's just I find it so weird that the Giants use the excuse of he's he's Odell Beckham Jr. is a possible distraction in the future, which is why we feel the best thing for us going forward is to trade him. Yet. Currently, your biggest itch issue on the field is your quarterback. Good old uh, broken arm. And, like, for that, I don't understand. Line. What? Th like, I don't get that premise of. Much for your ass working tomorrow. Oh, no, I'll, I'll make it work. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you understand that they kept Eli instead of Odell? That they didn't even try to, like, dangle the bacon in front of somebody's face of, does anybody need Eli? No one wants Eli. No one wants him, but he could, he could be a serviceable backup. No, he, he can, he's not even an NFL quarterback at this point. No, I won't go that he's far. He's not. Look, Nathan he is Peterman. Not. He's is, not. As long as Nathan Peterman is an NFL quarterback, all other quarterbacks that are on a roster deserve to be there. Eli is in the same boat as him. No, Eli, what we know of Eli is he can go out there and he's actually won a few games. Oh, boy. Here we go. He, <laughs> what? No, don't don't take what I'm saying as he's great. He he could win a Super Bowl this year. I'm not saying that. He's a serviceable quarterback. Bring the water, probably. That's all about he can do. Eli is terrible. Eli is. Garbage. I'm not arguing with you on that. Dumpster juice. He but, can't play football anymore. This is what I'm telling you. Oh, he, he can cannot play. play football anymore. He it's can over. Play. It's done. He can't play well. Can't play at all. But he could play. <laughs> How are you have Odell Beckham Jr., Saquon Barkley, and you're getting sacked at every single turn? And you have time to throw the ball, but you're missing them. Come on, man. The biggest thing, though, Eli's trash. is looking at the Browns for once since I was born and since I can remember. This is a team that actually has components and weapons 
and a young defensive core, which is always the scariest fucking thing you want to see from an opposing team that could do damage. And we saw what they were capable of last year with all the chaos and turmoil that happened in the first four to five weeks of their season and still end up in a position where they were fighting for a playoff spot even the coach? though they didn't get it. Who was the coach? Who, Hugh Jackson? No, before Hugh, after Hugh Jackson. I only remember the dude's name. Oh, well, he's gone. Yeah, I know. And now gone. you have a Greg Kitchens, who's never been a coach on any level. But he is an offensive-minded guy who's had good offense. Never been a coach on any level who has to deal with all of these personalities. Well, you know what? Now you're in a position. It's a clean slate, which how many times do we talk about teams that just literally need to blow everything up, start over, and make it look <laughs> new? The Browns have blown their team up 800 no, times. No, the biggest problem <laughs> that the Browns had is that they didn't blow up their team. What do you They've Dude, had like 14 So long as Hugh Jackson was there, you were not blowing up your team. Before Hugh Jackson, they Blowing had like up is literally getting rid of the whole staff, getting rid of the... Trimming the fat of the team, and then bringing in talent, bringing in coaches that'll make it work. You can't put all this on Hugh Jackson, because before Hugh Jackson, the team was still terrible. They were even worse. They were even worse. Look, they've been a bad team for a long time. And there'll always be a bad team. But right now, with that roster... And with the way they came into last season and they found their place, they found their mark, this is a dangerous fucking team. Not doing shit. Plus, you, you got Nick Chubb back there. They're going to get Kareem Hunt, depending on how long his suspension is going to be when they If he comes back it. into the league, but there we go. No, he is. He's, he's on he's the on Browns. He's He's on the exemplus, and he hasn't come off it yet. But as that's what I'm saying. So it's when as, he comes back. As when he comes back, he's going to be on the Browns. That's if the commissioner decides to bring him back. They're still going through that. They're, that's what I'm saying. They're going to bring him back. I expect, know. I, like most people, like they've been saying it's going to look like six, seven weeks. So that's Which would be done. perfect timing because you come in on week six, week seven. Now you're literally a relief for Nick Chubb because he's going to be getting banged up out there. So you got fresh leg Kareem Hunt coming in. For a one-two punch with Nick Chubb, that's disgusting. I don't, I don't understand his newfound confidence in the Browns. This is like believing in the Knicks are going to do something in the playoffs. No, it's <laughs> not. It's not believing in the Knicks that's because exactly what even I told you last season they would get at least six wins, and they ended up with eight. They ended up with eight wins. I know they ended up with a couple ties. They, get they eight had wins. eight wins. Are you sure? They were eight, seven, and one. Are you sure? Yes, eight, seven, so. and one. I think they had more losses than they had wins. They were eight, seven, and one. Because that's that's the Baltimore. I think that's Baltimore's record, and they made the playoffs. I'm quite sure Baltimore had nine wins. I think I think Baltimore had more about that same amount. Whatever the case is, do research since we're bad at this. Whatever the case is, whatever the case is, I've been so out of sports because of work. So I'm I'm sitting out of this one. Let me ask you the question: When was the last time you remember the Cleveland Browns being good? There you go. That's 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 nobody's saying they're good. That's the answer I needed. No, because no seven eight one. There you go. I mixed up the eight and the seven, but they there were seven go. eight one. Close enough. One more win over the the amount of wins I said they would get, plus a tie. That's still a loss to me. Tie's a loss because you don't win nothing. Well, the NFL looks at it as a win and a loss. NFL, which knows. is why if a team is like if a team was seven nine, and you're seven eight one, you're ahead of them. Whereas if a team is eight and eight, you're below them. 
It's literally that. Hey, all I'm saying is uh, you're just that in between. All I'm saying is don't have confidence in this team. Anyone? Uh, I've told Look, Tyler. I'm not this, going out to I've told Tyler this many times. Don't believe in the. I'm Browns. I'm not calling they're a trash. bookie and dropping a thousand dollars on the Browns. Don't get me wrong. They're not my the team. I don't bet again. <laughs> I would never put. Money but what I'm saying them. is the Browns currently have a team. They because last year they had the defense. The defense was set up and good. Except for the fact that Miles Garrett got hurt. So now that Miles Garrett is going to be back, you have your cornerback. I can never remember this guy's name, but he's there. And they added another defensive player as well. Their defense is young and stacked. It was looking at that offense and being like, okay, you got Baker Mayfield. You got Jarvis Landry. You got Nick Chubb. You definitely need another running back to give genuine relief to Nick Chubb. And you need a second downhill threat because – Jarvis Landry, he's good for your slants. He's good for your short routes. But you need somebody who who's going down the field. And comes Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Look at Tyler <laughs> by me. Has it. He like, hates. He's, no, he doesn't hate. He's been hating on Baker Mayfield. Because Baker Mayfield is nothing impressive. And he, he's, I'm, right right I'm not going to say none because, like I said, I've been, ba- I've been I, so overworked. I've been I telling people, much. watch out for Baker Mayfield. There's certain people that have that competitive dog in them that when it comes down to it they'll do it for you oh that's boy, what he is go. here we go he doesn't like him here we go he's, that he's allowed to not like him that's fine here we go baker mayfield oh he's gonna do it he's gonna be like brett Favre. oh he's drawing stuff in the in the, in the ground with his hands Whoa, like I, kid, I never that's how people that's all that, jason's words it's that's, not mine that's how you guys are it's all jason's mayfield. words not mine all i'm saying is <laughs> Yo, i can't bring me into this one. Oh, this is the last thing i'm gonna say about this Everyone, when was the last time as you remember being the Browns of this generation being good? Never. And Look, remember, I'm not. And also, I'm not arguing also, this. And also remember, before <laughs> they became the Baltimore Ravens, how good was the Browns? Not good because they had to move their whole team to Baltimore. That's how terrible they were. That's all Look, I'm going to tell you. You won't get an argument from me on those cases. I agree because that's the history. But there's a turning point for everything. Remember when the Golden State Warriors were dirt shit? Golden State Warriors still had a championship before they were dirt shit, though. But they had a long stretch in time where nobody even considered them, looked at them, wanted to play for them because they were garbage. Now we look at them as one of the greatest teams in the league. Okay. Golden State Warriors. There's a turning point for everything. Okay. Go ahead. See what you have to say. Why do we consider them? Why do the Golden State? Why? Their team is stacked. I said one of the greatest teams in the league. Why? You got four, no, five All-Stars on that team. Yeah, the whole starting lineup they is an All-Star team. one of the best records in the league. Okay. They're two-time defending champions. Correct. But now, if you look at Chicago Bulls. One of the greatest teams in the 90s. If, no, the no, greatest team in the forget 90s. Forget the 90s. What about now? Chicago Bulls? Yeah, Great Bulls, history. That Bull team is going to kill them. <laughs> oh, my God. You, but you just said it. They had a bad history, and now yeah. they're one of the greatest. So Chicago Bulls used to be the one of the greatest so, of all time, and now but no, like, that's they're actually not a perfect thing to bring up because now you're Absolutely. looking at a team that was complete greatness, and now they're one of the worst teams in the league. Absolutely. Whereas now you have the Cleveland Browns who are complete dog shit, and now they're in position to literally turn and their likeness around, and they'll still continue to be poop. Look, they make the playoffs. That right there. <laughs> Playoffs? Talk yes. about playoffs? 
if they make the playoffs, you're already seeing from two seasons ago to last season where they were 7-8-1 in a playoff hunt and literally were dependent on a couple teams losing for them to make it in. And then this year, they make it to the playoffs. Even if they lose first round, they make it to playoffs. That's progression in the positive manner. They're like the Dallas Cowboys. And this is what Stephen A. always says. What can go wrong will go wrong. This is what they do. Whoa, this is I, what they do. <laughs> this, is the, this is the Browns. That's this is what they do. It's not even I'm hating them. Look, I'm just I'm, what they do. I'm judging it based on what I see has been happening the last few seasons. You went from 0-16 to fighting to get into the playoffs to making great offseason moves to the potentially put you over that hump. I just got to call it as I see it. I'm not looking at what happened I, back I, then. I give you credit on that. Because, like, if I'm going to look back at what happened, like he said, with Chicago, I should still be calling Chicago the greatest team in the league if I'm going to look back on what Chicago did. Or I could even look at what Boston did back then or what the Lakers did back then and be like, no, they're the greatest team in the league right now. You, no, you, I'm not going to do know, it that way. You know I'm going to judge you on what have you done for me lately. And lately, what the Browns have done for themselves – Still lose. We got to wait and see. I don't have to wait and see. The season doesn't start till what? September? I we got to wait and see. Right now, the Browns don't make the playoffs and lose again. There you go. It's been working for the last 17 years. Oh. It's going to work for another 18. You said they weren't going to win six games last season. And, and I said they, they were going to make the playoffs. Wasn't I right? They won seven. No. Did they not make Our playoffs? conversation was I don't know who you said not make the playoffs with. Our conversation was I said they have a team that can win at least six games. And they won seven. I didn't overreach when it came to the Browns. I look at it as, what have you done to make me feel this way? So, you went out there and got your quarterback a great downfield threat. And you know, unlike Eli, this guy could throw it to him. And they have a great O-line. Mm-hmm. I, For me, I expect at least playoffs from these guys. Just asleep at the Because now it's, there aren't any excuses. <laughs> you got a new coaching staff. You have the weapons. You have the defense. There are no excuses. Oh, the optimism of the young. I love it. No, it's not even optimism. It's I'm gonna call it as I see it. This is what it is. All right. All right. You want to judge them based on twenty plus years? Go for it. I'm looking at you right now. What are you doing for me right now? That's it. All right. So let's say if the season starts next year for NBA for them, and the Knicks are in first place the first two weeks. And you see the complete roster change. Are you going to believe that the Knicks are going to win the championship? first two weeks? Does, do we judge any team on the first two weeks? You're judging a team that's not even haven't played yet. No, You're I'm <laughs> judging what their expectations should be. And from that, I'm saying, I think that should be their expectation. Playoffs, based on what they've done. I think I'm not saying they're going to be a great team and like best team in the league. No. I'm saying, look at their progression from what they did from two seasons ago last season and now their expectations should be playoffs no not gonna happen but let's go on to a different topic because talking about these stupid ass browns for two- uh the johnny depp situation yeah I'm i don't know with- about that much so you guys talk about that johnny depp do you want to kick it off i mean i don't know how much you read up on it i oh i i read up on it <laughs> I, I did some research on yeah. this shit and this shit got some shit on it oh yeah it does Look, I even I know I'm gonna get my ass whooped on this. 
Tell the truth. Don't be afraid. Say Speak with your, your mind, chest. Man. This is a safe space. So, say it with <laughs> your chest. <laughs> so here's the thing. So she's going after him for allegedly beating her. But he had to go through surgery from her throwing a bottle of vodka at him and breaking his finger, which he's suing her for. What I'm finding right now is the fact that I am a, I, I swear to God, I have two daughters. I've raised kids that are females. Like, like my, there's a daughter, the girl that I've actually raised myself. She's now 23. And I'm a very pro me too movement type of person. Under the understanding that it's a me too allegation. How are you going to look and tell me you're trying to sue this man for beating your ass? But yet still, he has to go for surgery for you throwing a bottle at him. And not only that, his agents and security were there to actually witness you throwing the bottle at him. And then after you witnessed the fact that you've been caught, you want to cry wolf. Yeah. You know, I am so pro-female. I am so pro-equal um, rights and whatnot. But don't abuse it. Yeah, because... I think this has been a what two year battle at this point between yes. Amber Heard and Johnny Depp where Correct. when the first allegations surfaced where Amber Heard was accusing Johnny Depp of uh physical abuse and domestic violence, you know, like there was a lot of basically people just saying, you know, like we gotta believe the victim, which I'm a part of those people who like you gotta believe the victim, you gotta hear what the victim is saying and not take it as if it's a joke. But then as the story was developing, there were a lot of inconsistencies with the things that she was saying as far as like having proof or giving dates and saying how things escalated to the points of her getting the damages that she had on her, so on and so forth. And then as the trial and everything went through, it came to the point where they, they understood that she was lying. But then on top of the fact that she was lying, now with Johnny Depp suing her, or defamation because his career took a complete dive. Absolutely. And it was it came to be understood that she essentially did this to A ruin him and B push her career forward. And now we're getting all these things like the medical records and everything that came out from the previous trial where you're seeing all the damage that was actually done to Johnny Depp, like the finger right. situation where I saw the picture. Like it was like a legit like chunk of his finger was gone. Like, it looked as if she bit his finger. Like, it was that bad. Well, you see, that this is what I mean. Like, it... it and, but females. also, there was 87 surveillance videos that they had taken from his home where that are... I'm not sure if it's different angles of same fights or if it's just 87 separate situations in which she was attacking him. But there is hours of proof of her physically abusing him and none of him doing that to her. Well, you see, that's exactly what I mean. Like, this is what I mean. Like, it's a detriment to the Me Too movement. You can't actually take a movement and take it for your own benefit. That destroys the actual movement. If you look at what happened to Chris Brown when he was in France. Actually, when he, sorry, when he wasn't in France, when that model said that she raped him. And luckily... No, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sorry. 
correction <laughs> that um slip of the tongue it happens exactly <laughs> <laughs> but how do you go about that you know what i mean like right now it's at the point that no matter what ends up happening is the man is always going to be guilty to proven innocent if there wasn't another model that came out and said no chris brown wasn't going to be at that wasn't at that particular yeah. event what would happen at that point you've been scrutinized to the ninth yeah and i, I mean, feel like it's in same, that whole situation too, it's like, the same thing with johnny depp right now so what's happening now is the fact that we have proof now yeah that she is not the victim no she completely fabricated the whole situation of and her she being destroyed the victim. this man's yeah integrity like had people literally cutting him off and, and and it was especially with the timing of this whole thing happening it, like you had people who essentially were up knew what was going on who were afraid to speak because just the judgment of public opinion just coming down on you mm-hmm. and crashing down on you and then you had people who essentially knew them both but had no idea what was going on and picking sides so it came down to a matter of not just ruining his career, but ruining friendships and and basically his, his whole social and yeah exactly his his so, social outlook because of the accusations that she put on him that were complete lies. And it's unfortunate that the only way we know this now is because that original trial is done, and this information comes out because he's suing her. If not, it definitely would have been swept under the rug if he had chosen not to pursue anything because he was just like, you know what, it's done. I'm I'm vindicated. That's it. Absolutely. I agree. We probably would have just heard, you know, like, case is closed. He's fine. And then you would still have conflict appeal being like, no, he did it. And But now because he actually went after her, we get this truth. And 87 videos? That's a lot. Like, and I really hope it's... 87 like multiple angles <laughs> because to think like you but you a, and i both know that that's, that's what i'm saying case. it's like so to if, think, if it, like, like that much of so you, you see you see how your 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 concept is thinking is like you're hoping that no you, it's 87 I'm 87 different angles person, but like i want a silver lining that we can absolutely. get something of positivity out of anything you know? absolutely but, but god damn if, i know the reality it, <laughs> absolutely but if it was the reverse would we would we would we be sitting here saying like I hope it's just I could turn 87 it angles of Journey Depp uppercutting this bitch. You, you I and I hope. both know we would not <laughs> no, be having this conversation right I now. I wouldn't want to think 87 different situations of you being this woman exactly. is out there. Like, but, I would hope you know, there was angles. <laughs> and and I, I hope to God that this is actually being tried the way it should be because it's going to be a detriment to the Me Too movement because the fact that now that the Me Too movement is actually full in force and and me and this is a personal perception. This is not a global thing. It's a personal perception where I feel that she's trying to use this to her benefit. Yeah. I hope she gets prosecuted to the full extent. If in fact that Johnny Depp did not do anything to her then I hope she gets prosecuted to the full extent to make an example of what can happen. It's a shame that you would taste, and it's similar to like the Jussie Smollett situation. (laughs) You know, like when we spoke about a few weeks ago and the story broke out and at the time it was the the initial (laughs) story that we knew of Jussie Smollett, not all the add-ons, it was just the, 
We heard he got jumped. It was 2 a.m. leaving a, a subway restaurant. Like, that's all we knew. And I, I was on record saying I knew something was up. And yeah, yo, no, like we said, you like, and Jamali. Yeah, we said, said like, yo, something doesn't seem right. And the it one thing right. I said was, I hope that it's true, which is fucked up to say. I hope it's true because if it comes out that it's a lie, what it would do to the LGBTQ community, correct, and what it would do to Black people as a whole, because especially Black LGBTQ community people, because we know of multiple occasions. Where they have been attacked just for being who they are. Correct. And that was the one thing that we had all spoke about on here in terms of that. So when it comes to this now, and you make that exact same switch, but you just put Me Too movement, I feel that exact same way. Whereas you don't want to hear this is happening to a person, but if it's a lie, if you made up this story for personal gain, what you're doing for against this movement on top of the fact that you had all these people who were in full support of you, you deserve to get every extent of the law against you. I was going to say you deserve to get the real uppercut if that's the case. <laughs> well, no, I'm not, <laughs> not going to say the, the no. price of lying about domestic okay. violence is to be Here, Here's my opinion on that Jesse Smollett like, situation. Okay? <laughs> here's, my, here's my opinion. First of all, Jesse, if you ever hear this, Juicy is his name. Juicy, Juicy, Juicy. Juicy. What the fuck Jussie. his name is? Juicy. Let me make something clear. Something clear. He's not a biggie track. <laughs> <laughs> you have set back the progression of black people everywhere. You have set back the LGBT community everywhere by your selfishness. Yeah. That's my opinion. Yeah. I can't argue that, man. Can't argue it. Because for what we had to fight for the little few inches we got, we got drop kicked in the chest to be set back a couple of feet now. That's my personal opinion. No, I'm I'm one hundred percent with you on that. And now and granted, we should throw the allegedly out there because he's technically not proven guilty on these sixteen family count charges. But what I'm saying is in the preparation of it coming out that the Chicago PD actually has hardcore, no debatable, indisputable facts that Jesse, in fact, did fabricate this whole thing, hired two people to do it, and, and made this story because of whatever issues he had with Empire. It's completely disgusting for the reasons I just stated. Everything that we know that happens in the LGBTQ community where people literally go out of their way to beat and kill these people like recently what happened in orlando for you to then use that fear that hatred and it was using race it was using sexual orientation and it was using politics because of the whole MAGA country bullshit that you added on top of it you you took the three biggest red flags and to turned to a throw farce. up there that you knew Saying these three things and using these three things, who's going to argue? And naturally, you don't want to think somebody using these three things as this is why I was attacked and this is what they shout at me and you know I'm this person and this is what happened. You would hate to think that you would go against that simply because you're just like, no, nah, I don't believe it. Like it, It's a hard pill to swallow. So I said. Look, Jamali said it straight up and I applaud Jamali with standing ovation. Where he said, 
That don't seem right. Oh, sure. You got all this money in the world. It didn't seem right. You're telling me at 2 o'clock in the morning, you were trying to get a Subway sandwich? Really? Uber fucking eats, bro. But not even that. <laughs> you got people to do that shit for you. Yeah, you have people to you know do what that mean? for you. Why do you need to do that? Jamali called it. And to be honest, on the fly, even after texting my moms, my mom was like, oh, did you hear what happened? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, mom? Yeah. Something doesn't seem right. And the only when reason... I heard 2 a.m. at Subway, I was and like... And the only what? reason why that I actually had to digress and actually be like... Something doesn't seem right is because the way Jamali broke it down. It was even simple. It was more simpler than that. I'm like, really? People say this is MAGA country in Chicago? Really? Like, well, for me, Chicago? What, Chicago? what made it feel fishy? Are us? Really? <laughs> saying, like, really? Come on. <laughs> but no, what, what made it feel fishy for me is like, yeah, one, it's Chicago, but the night it happened, it was like minus 40 outside. But it wasn't only that, it was the initial story that came out. Yeah. Oh, that's true because the it was the first story, police report. When he went to the gate, the second police When he went to the gate well. club, yeah. where he was hitting on a guy, and that, that broke on Reddit. Exactly. So when that story <laughs> came out, hearing Jamali, then hearing that 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 story, I'm like, oh, this yeah. is not gonna go well. Because I I mentioned <laughs> that when he was saying it doesn't seem right, I was like, yeah, because this hearing this shit, and people on Reddit were saying no, like he was at the club, etc. And on top of the fact it's minus forty out. At 2 a.m., nobody's on the streets of Chicago at this fucking time. Like, it's minus. It's, dude, too, look, it's too minus cold to be gangbanging. 15 outside. here. We are three black brothers in Montreal, living in Quebec. Minus we 15. Hit. Like, and granted, it was minus 40 Fahrenheit. Minus 40, I believe, same is that. We've yeah, hit minus 40 Celsius. Celsius. Minus 40 Celsius and minus 40 Fahrenheit, I believe, is the same thing. It the aligns. Same thing when it gets that it's, cold. It's, it's, it's it very close. It's very, it's, it's very yeah. similar. But you and I both know. Three black guys in the same room having this conversation right now. If I make a couple million dollars a year, I am calling the first person to actually go Dude, to get my food for I'm me. I'm not calling I'm not a person. Outside. So there are apps. There's a lot. Okay? It, <laughs> apps. Yo, Foodora. you got people in the next room. Uber eats. I don't need them. You Uber people, eats. You got Hello. people in the next room. Hello. Bottom line. I'm here. No, but what I'm saying is, even if. He didn't have anybody around him. There are apps for that. He's lying. Okay. You know what I say? There are apps for that. Bottom line. Bottom line. He set the LGBTQ community 10 feet back. He sent the black community 10 feet back. The one thing about that too is I hate to, even though I've said it, I hate to think that he did that. We got to judge him individually. And I know we do. Will they know? Okay. They look, won't. Look, I'm, I'm going to explain but something. we do. I'm going to explain something to you, okay? Us, as a group, we can justify him as an individual. Because we're, we're smart enough to do so. We're smart enough <laughs> to do so, exactly. But if this was, and I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to call it out. If there was a white individual doing this situation, we wouldn't be here talking about this. Well, yes. You remember those people who were co- making the false calls on the phone for the the dude who was barbecuing in the park where he had a propane thing instead of a charcoal thing? Yeah. And all those white people calling on black people, like the little girl who sent the lemon the lemonade and the white woman calling the police. Correct. That's kind of the same thing. False false claims and false accusations. Yeah. They all, including Jesse, Juicy, should be put into population. Absolutely. Put them in population. <laughs> I've always said that anyone who does something stupid, he definitely deserves a charge. Stupid, you know, I don't think look, sixteen he pounds. I, okay, though? look, 
Mm-hmm. He did, he absolutely deserves a charge. I don't think sixteen. It, hold, hold on, hold on a second. What the sixteen counts are, we don't know. Yeah, they haven't okay. told us yet. That's what we don't know. But if that is the case, me personally, I think he should be tried by a black judge. <laughs> He's going away. And, and you know why time. I'm saying this, right? You know exactly. Give him a white jury. Give him a black judge, and we'll see how it turns out. If his ass gets thrown to jail for 16 to 20 years, so be it. But while we're having this exact conversation and the person who actually screwed over all of the U.S. gets less than five years in jail and gets an additional 47 months. Yeah. Go Scott free. How it is, man. Pardon my French, but fuck that shit. Like, America's a fucked up place, bro. Put them Absolutely. Put them population. <laughs> but is it any, like, anyone who does any capital crime look, or any I think crime for to something like people, this, put them in population. That's what you at do. most, literally at most, three years. Nah. You know, no, I, I, I agree with him. Three years max. Three nah. years. Three years. If you're telling me you think it one of the guys 10? who are working right next to the president of the United States. How does he deserve 10 for lying? Over hundreds of millions of dollars. Oh, I'm not saying that's less than six years. I'm not saying I agree with yeah. that. This guy lies to try and boost his career, and he gets like 25 no, years. I'm not that's saying that's a three. But that's you know what? You're an idiot. You're gonna Wait, go in for three. Again, you can get out in one. Again, like I keep telling <laughs> you, know, like, you're an like idiot. You one. You're gonna work at Burger but King. You're you never look gonna like job a loser again. to everyone right now. But so you your career is already fucked. You have to understand something. This is what I keep telling everyone. Everyone doesn't understand this when I'm being really serious. This is happened in Chicago. Besides it's the point. a lawyer state. You can, if you get the best lawyer or prosecutor, they could put you away for a long time. It's not like New York or Washington. It, it I know it sounds bad, but that's what it is. No, we it's get a that. Lawyer state. We that's get that. That's why they gave him the sixteen. But what that's we're saying is, 16. like, we get that. We completely understand it. What we're saying is, based on what he's done, that's literally three years. That's how we Max. feel about it. We're not arguing what the state of Chicago law is. I'm not. We're just yeah. saying what we think. What he did was stupid, and he fucked himself up. My and thing is, at most, he should get three years. My thing is, if you're gonna do something so stupid like that, you, you deserve whatever time you get. I'm not saying you deserve Absolutely. life. I'm not saying you deserve life. But if you get charged on 16 counts, you put yourself in that no, situation. No, look, to get this I highly doubt he's gonna get charged. Let, let, on let me debate that. Let me debate that for you. If you're telling me. The governor general who worked next to the president of the United States gets less than 10 years for what he did. No, it's not right. It's not right. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Less than 10 years for what he did for screwing over all of America mm-hmm. versus one guy who felt like he was compelled to say, I'm not getting paid enough. <laughs> For the job that I'm doing, I'm going to lie, have my own rib, pay for somebody to break my own ribs, <laughs> lie uncandid camera, and get almost life in prison. That for me is not called due process. It's not due process. You're right. I'm not saying I'm not saying you're wrong. You're right. But um, my thing is my thing is always. Don't ever put yourself. Don't put put. Don't put yourself in a situation where you need to get prosecuted or end up in this bullshit in the first place. That's my main thing. Because agreed, he already knows he's already at two disadvantages. He's black and he's gay. 
So that's two disadvantage already. So he has Why to fuck up it? two communities? Why, huh? <laughs> so he has to fuck up two communities, right? That was right? his choice. Two communities who are trying to make it in the hey, hardest hey, hey. continent fucked up in me as a black the man. world. That's I his, still feel very comfortable thing. in my skin as a black man. No, no, no. I'm not saying as a black <laughs> <laughs> But you're telling me, okay, yes, he's black. It's hard of being black. It's hard of being gay. So because you have two strikes on you, you have to fuck up everything for both communities. Yo, if I saw Justy walking on the street, I'd rock him in his fucking throat. I think he fucked up more stuff for the gay community. I beg to differ. Because he said, I beg to when differ. he said, I'm the gay Johnny Tupac, Croc Johnny Cochran is not here for it. Johnny Cochran is not here for it. When he said he's the gay Tupac, I'm like, he's what? When he, he said, I'm the gay Tupac. That's what he said. I was like, Because like a lot of people are going to look at him. And outside of the fact, the first thing you notice about him is he's a black man. For sure. But it's, There's going to be no, people who have I beg no to differ, I beg to differ on that. Because here's the thing. If you look at the... I, I'm going to... I'm going to... Like separate everything in in subject topics because if you look at Justy, the first thing you see him, you don't see him as a black man. You see him as a black gay man. That's the How? first thing you see. Okay. How though? The, why? Because if you look at the rest of these, for example, the rest of the cast of Empire, there's nobody else who's gay. Who's gay? Right? Am I wrong? No. I. I Honestly, I don't watch Empire, so... Okay. <laughs> I watched Empire up to like the third season, and then know. I got too goddamn busy. So, if you look at it from that aspect, you don't look at Jesse as a black man. You look at him as a black gay man. But that's for people who know Empire. But that's the thing he's known. That's the problem. You understand? But hold on, hold on, no, no, hold on. I'm getting there, I'm getting there. This man is touring, he's doing concerts, he's doing shows, he's being booked on... Way in the morning, he's being booked on breakfast. He's doing all these shows and he's getting paid. But because he doesn't feel that he's being paid enough for what he does, makes him go out and not only destroy the credibility of the not, not only destroy the, the, the credibility of the black America. But also destroyed the LGBT community in the same time mm. is what destroys everything as a whole. Because two minorities that he that are actually working their best to become equals in a country where they've actually had to fight decades over, he's set them back. No, I get what you're saying. Like the but best, the best, the best way I can look at this. You remember when we used to watch Dave Chappelle? We had the racial draft. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yo, I guarantee you, right now, being traded. All these motherfuckers are we trading up Jussie in a heartbeat. Oh, of course. No, I get what you're saying, but the reason I say before they look at him as a gay black man, they look at him as a black man is because no, when you see I beg him, to wait. But what I'm saying is, when you see him, what do you see? You see a black man, and when a lot of the articles that covered him. There were a few that never mentioned his sexual orientation whatsoever. And it was only until that story came out of him being at the gay club that a lot of articles started publishing that, you know, yeah, he's gay and that this was a, a hate crime against gays. And then he made it a big thing where he made, I can't remember what show he was on or when he was on the concert yeah, stage. And he was, wait, wait, when he was on the concert stage and saying, yeah, I'm the gay Tupac, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. But 
Did he to really people, say he's the gay to people who don't watch yeah. Empire, you serious? Like to people who don't watch Empire, who don't follow him, who are literally just hearing this story from a source, they just see a black man. Yeah, but the, they see Justice Smollett, black man, and then it's only until they actually decide to dive and do some research that they're gonna find out who he actually you is. You have to understand that the people who are having the most outrage of this are the people who know who he is. Of course. So people who don't, people yeah. who never watch Empire are not going to care. But people who watch Empire are the ones that are having the most outrage. Yeah, which is why I say for most people they're going to look at him as just a black man. But they're not going to see him just as a black man. They, they know who he is so they know what character he plays. Exactly. exactly. No, I'm not saying the people that know him. I'm saying general public. But the general public, we're, I'm not talking about the general public. The general public has nothing to do with this because the people that are outraged for what he did and everything that he's done are the people that watch Empire, the people that know him, and the stardom. That's why that's what we're saying it's the gay population and the black pop and the black population that are more affected because they know who he is and they know his actions have set this group back. And that's why a lot of people like this is this is why I always say with with put them in population, don't put yourself in a situation like this. Because now you got what you got what's coming to you right now. Whatever it is, sixteen counts, five counts, how many years you spend in jail, you could avoid all of that shit with zero time in jail. Now you have potentially life in jail. I have no sympathy for you because you put yourself in that situation. They're just no, called his manager, okay. man. <laughs> with you saying that, here's the problem that I have. He deserves jail time. He deserves to pay for what he did. He deserves to acknowledge the fact of the detriment he's done to the communities that he belongs to. But I refuse to allow him to do more time for a self-inflicted action yeah. versus more of a governmental action. Oh, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. And I think I what you're getting to is the simple fact of the only person in this whole thing that he hurt was himself. Absolutely. Whereas you have people who... Literally go out there and have raped someone, murdered someone, I'm not taken even advantage about that. of this Americans, Comey, but they don't even get a year. Yeah, absolutely. Look at the situation right now. What's the the representative from Trump who got um was it four years? Paul Manafort. Manafort. Yeah. Manafort. Before that, he actually was sentenced. Everybody thought he was getting twenty seven to thirty five. This dude got oh, I knew he was four years. <laughs> and then afterwards, after the four years, they came and gave him an extra 47 months. So he got less than 10 years. But he got, he had, that was in one court. The other court, they gave him extra years. I think he's in jail for like eight or nine years. Exactly. Like, but yeah. the thing let's, is, let's sum up the 10 years. A reason, there's a reason why that he's in jail for that long. He's essentially dying. Don't. I know you're right. He they should have give him, a fuck. They should give him for twenty something <laughs> years. They should give him for twenty something years. But he's like deteriorating in his wheelchair. So it's like okay, no, 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 no hold on, hold on. You're gonna hold die on. regardless. The wheelchair was proven to be a scam. It's been proven. Oh, but uh, they say they say he's like they even showed him he's like slimmer and everything, white hair, everything compared now, to how he keeps himself. Okay, hold on a second. Hold on a second. I'm going to get my ass kicked walking out of here by both y'all dudes. But let me make something clear to you. Well, don't Bill Cosby is going blind, is diabetic. Yeah, fuck Cosby. And, I don't care about it. No, no, no. Understandable. Understandable. I'm not saying what Bill Cosby did was good. But they put him away for how many years? 
I don't even remember. Exactly. Ten, ten I just years? know he gone. No, no, no. He's done for. He gone for plus. a long time. He gone. He's Cosby. gone for a long time. But fuck Cosby. I don't care about. No, him. no. But I want you to understand what I'm saying. This man yeah, is perfectly okay. He's in a wheelchair. Bye bye. Which is actually proven that he's not prone to a wheelchair. He's actually just he needs to have a rest every now and then. Yeah. Well, Bill Cla Bill, where Bill Cosby actually needs to be seen by a doctor consecutively he's actually deteriorating mm. where Manafort is not do you know how old he is though it's besides the motherfucking point Wait, I'm not it's besides the motherfucking point I'm pretty sure if he's... Jesse Jackson right now did the same crime are you telling me they'd give him 8 years Jesse Jackson if he did the same crime as Paul Manafort in Washington yeah Beg to differ. It's it's Washington. This is what I'm telling you. It's not the same you in different states. It's not the same in different states. It. It's not the same. Look, I unfortunately, it's but unfortunate. the thing is, this is not about being in different states. There's never been. This is not has nothing to do with being in different states. This it's is morality. a legislative situation that's amongst the entire country. Yes, I get it. So how are you telling me that somebody who does something as Bad as Manafort, who's being trialed by the country of um, North America, okay. has less time than somebody who does an idiocy in motherfucking Chicago. Okay, federal laws, uh, everyone should know this, federal laws are less harsher because essentially what Paul Manafort did, he defrauded the government. The states, what Jesse did, especially locally in Chicago, he kind of, you could say, frauded the state. State laws are harsher. That's why Paul Manafort got a longer sentence than what he did at the federal level. That's the only reason. And it, it, it's unfortunate. I know Paul Manafort deserved 20-something years in jail. He should have got it. But that's how it is. And it's, it sucks that's how it is. It's, it really does. But my thing is, even for Paul Manafort, even for Jesse fucking Cosby, forget him. We don't care. You quit yourself in that situation. You shouldn't put your. You shouldn't be in that situation. Whatever happens to you, I'm sorry, especially for Jesse. You self. It's a self-inflicted wound. It's a deep wound, though. It's, it's a self-inflicted wound. wound. Correct. It's a deep wound. It's a self-inflicted wound. What you're saying is correct. Self-inflicted. Yeah. Now, what is worse? Hurting a self. A self-inflicted wound, mm -hmm. or a wound that affects. The entire country. It's the entire country, but that's how the laws are made. Okay, there's no buts. It's either or. But it, there it's, is buts. It's the law. No, no, there, there is no buts. You have two sets of laws that are different. They're completely different. Federal and state law. They're two different laws. Okay, so in that case, why is Manafort not tried on state law? The second one he was, not the first one. He was not. Yeah, the... No, he was not. The first, the first conviction where he got only the, the least amount of years, that was, that was the, um, federal. The second one was state. So the extra 47 months he got was state. No, he didn't have extra 47 months. The 47 months was federal. The four he years were got, states. No, no, no. The 47 months was that he federal. got. It's federal. The state one he got the four years, yeah. The first time, the first time he was convicted was not the 47 months. Yeah, because the, the I guarantee you. Trust me, I know politics inside and out. Huh? You fact check that? I know oh, politics. I, was not I know fact politics inside sorry. out. Trust me, I'm talking. 
48 the 47 months was the federal one the state one was what he got just now not fact checking at all all i'm saying is you guys go at it no no all i'm saying is is that people like manafort like alan you're right he should he should have he should have been he should be in jail for the rest of his life there's no there's no reason for him to be out right now the way it's seen he's been the next seven and a half years in jail how are you telling me somebody who corrupted and robbed the entire country gets seven and a half years? Yeah. And Jesse gets like potentially a lot. But yeah, Jesse, yeah. who uppercutted his own career and beat himself down, gets more than that. It sucks. I know. It sucks. But that's fortunately how they roll over there in the States. I'm not too. I wouldn't say I'm a law expert in how they work over there, but like I said, to avoid all that situation, he should never put, never, he never sh- put. He shouldn't in, have. Never have put yourself in that I, situation. I, I agree that he should be dealt with to the fullest extent, but the fullest extent should not be more than the person who screwed up the entire country. It sucks. It sucks. I know. We'll move on from from this one. What? We'll do one last topic. Yeah. What last topic you want to talk about? Um, We got the recruitment scandal or YBN Almighty J. I don't know any of these people. Me neither. <laughs> I know the recruitment thing with the school, though. I don't want to talk about the these rappers who don't sell plastic. He doesn't sell plastic. He got jumped. But who is he? We're going to talk about it. No, I'm going to talk about this, dude. <laughs> Sounds like we're all talking right, about all it. All right, all right, all right, all right. YBN Almighty J, he's actually a LA rapper. He's in connection with J Prince, so he's part of Rap A Lot Records. He was recently in New York where, you know, these kids nowadays they get on Instagram live, they talk about their jewelry and they, you know, clout chase as the kids like to call it. And he literally got jumped. I can't remember what street he got jumped on, but essentially it was a bunch Sachs of Saks uh, Fifth Avenue. There you go. Thanks for doing the uh, fact checking there. It's great behind the boards, right? Yeah, so he got <laughs> jumped on Saks and Fifth. And I saw the video. It was fucked up because it's like you just see like a bunch of literally like fucking kids, it seems like, jumping him. They steal his chain, take his like shoes and shit. And one of the people literally gives him a good old fashioned buck fitty. All right. My so, opinion on this. There's more. <laughs> uh, I'll let you finish. I'll let you finish. <laughs> so he gets, for the people who don't know, a buck fifty is um, basically getting your face cut with a blade, box cutter, knife, whatever you got on you. So that whole shit happens. And Jay Prince, who's pretty well known in the hip hop community from Houston, has done a lot of good things for some prominent artists, some being Lil Wayne, Drake, Nicki. The list goes on. He went to Instagram to essentially address the situation saying, you know, like at this point in hip hop where we're trying to go above and beyond this type of violence between artists and, and people from the streets and whoever can get my guy's stuff back because I've invested in him. Like we would like you to just give it back to him. We put the shit behind us. We move on from there. What do you want to interject? First of all, <laughs> from what it seems is as if 
Jay Prince had himself involved in some beef prior to the whole situation. I don't think Jay Prince was involved. Dude, it's so I like, did my research before I did coming. too, which is why like, I know a lot of people were saying that like there's possibly an OG that apparently the day before or even hours before there was some beef that happened. Yeah. So this dude ended up having to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. There is that, but there's also YBN Almighty J was in a video prior to this. I think it was a day or two before where he was like, yeah, I'm being in New York. I don't got to check in. And basically he was flexing. Like he was on Instagram live flexing like all these fucking people do these days. But then he got what he deserved. I'm, I'm sorry. It's like so, I, I don't even want to go that because like I feel like maybe it's like the the older more stop caping for stupid dudes. Dog. I'm not caping. Look, of course, I'm he not deserved to get his ass I, whooped. I'm not caping because I don't like to see that shit. Like we had this conversation I, with no, but look with as with older dudes, nine, we don't right? want to see we don't want to see this shit. No, we're we older don't. dudes. We don't. We don't. Point taken. Ass whooping is one thing. The buck fitty. No, look. Let me something clear to you. Okay. Did you None see of y'all it? got kids. Yeah. None of y'all got kids. Okay? No. When you got kids... Thank God. The <laughs> first thing you want to think about when a situation like this happens is like, how do you prevent this from happening to your kid? I got a 14-year-old and a 12-year-old. Right? And my 12-year-old, he good. My 14-year-old, she should have sway in the same direction as these wild-ass cats. You know what I'm saying? The older one. So, the only thing you can do is trying to make sense of the whole situation. So, I understand what you're saying when you're like, I don't like seeing this shit. No, it's not even not, not like seeing it. I'm just not going to cast simple blame. Because I he feel was, like everybody is responsible in this. He's responsible because of him trying to flex and clout chase and basically saying i don't gotta check in you were dumb for doing that but not only because we know g-code but it, absolutely but not only with the g-code with the whole situation at hand he was flexing hard but not knowing the boy that he was had beef with the people he was with yeah you know what i'm saying so this whole situation would have never happened if the boy that he was with didn't have any have any beef with nobody we agree? But no, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I just look at it as what this is going to build towards, especially with like what we know. What we as older people who follow hip hop know like the stories behind the music, to put it that way. We know who J Prince is, we know what his reach is. I found it weird that he went to Instagram with this. Because that's not really his thing. He's a phone call guy. Mm -hmm. So because he didn't go to the phones, I'm questioning the connection that these kids that jumped Almighty J have with any of the OGs. Here's the problem that I have. Okay. Me personally, I'm sick and tired of seeing the rap industry or the quote-unquote urban industry being used as a meteor. I'm not saying media. I mean meteor as a um, 
violent, digressive vision for black people. That's my opinion. Okay? So, while we were off camera before, we were talking about how Jay-Z helped this person, Puffy helped this person out, and how um, XYZ helped people out. That being said, we need to teach our youth now mm. to stay off of social media and stop flaunting what they don't have. Good luck with that. Exactly. <laughs> Trust me, I got a 14-year-old. Trust me, I want to punch her that. in the motherfucking look, throat. <laughs> I'm the first you, one to say You say that now as like the adult who can look at what social media is, but do you remember how you were on MSN? Honestly? Honestly, like, I, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna front to that honestly. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Do you honestly. remember how you oh, were yeah. on MSN? I, I remember how I was on MSN, and the, the funny thing about it is, just three weeks ago, I had a conversation with somebody, and I said, "Like, we weren't much different." I was the last generation where we could do stupid shit, and no one will ever know about. Yeah, because back then. Our cell phones didn't record and take but pictures the, the way to. But what I'm saying is like what our way where we communicated and flex was in a position of you literally had to be at home. You weren't out in public. You were at home on your computer. Laptops weren't what they were now. But that's Let me... like online flexing. Dude, me... you, you had your when they finally gave us pictures. <laughs> <laughs> like before it was our flex was the status right you put up like whatever says whether it was aol black well black powder was a bit later but aol msn I see you had your status and you remember MySpace. When, when they actually gave us 140 characters of a status absolutely and then they added a but, picture and then they added webcam but the, it's not even a point of that it's not a point but of what that. i'm saying is like we had and in, in talking about like teaching these kids about social media we were are fortunate enough to know the earliest stages of social media and be a part of the growth of social media to see and make like essentially we were the trial and error of social media us growing up because then you had like myspace hi-fi black planet and all these sites that came up that became like what eventually facebook just stole all their ideas and put it into one yep you know like we went through that trial and error of knowing what social media was before social media was even a thing and building it to that point. So then when it became what it is now, we look at it like, oh, I know what you guys are doing. I did that shit when I was like fucking 14 exactly. years old. Now, I, but I, they I don't wanna, know that. They, didn't, they don't have our knowledge. I just want to touch on one topic before we finish up tonight. Yeah. Yesterday on the news, they were talking about how Ontario is trying to pass the past, to ban the cell phones. To ban the cell phones in, in, in schools. elementary schools, yeah. In elementary? Elementary and, yeah. and high school. And high schools, I think. I and can classrooms. agree with elementary. I don't see how you could do it for high school. Unless the teacher says that it's for recreational use. Yeah. Or for project The use. reason why I... and. I mean, this is like the far extreme of it that I'm going to say. The reason I can't see after 
the reason why I can't see justification for banning cell phones is safety. I know it's a distraction, but the one thing that we know, especially in this day and age, is once well, you hand your kid off, you don't know what the fuck is going on. Well, this is this is a different conversation. This is really deep what I'm going to say. Why is a cell phone a distraction? If kids are sitting on their phone when they should be learning, that's a distraction. But what are they learning? I mean, is it math class? Is it geometry like i, I don't it's, i can't say what they're, i'm saying the like if you're sitting in a class where you should be paying attention to a teacher maybe reading your textbook but you're on your phone on snapchat but instagram what twitter what are they reading and what should they be learning? i don't know their the, curriculum jason, jason, jason do you really want to go with this with me listen, no, listen like, to this listen he to can what, tell you better than i i don't know their curriculum what i'm saying i can is, go in onto this listen easily to what, listen to what i'm saying <laughs> here this is this is important because this is the same thing that I hear when they overdiagnose kids saying that they have ADHD. Okay, first of all, it has nothing to do first of all, first of all, in Quebec, mm. we are the province in Canada that over over medicates for ADHD. Yeah. Absolutely. But this is what 100%. I want to this is what I want to say though in regards to that. Because these kids, it's not to say that they're on their phone doing social media, it's they're bored. And this is what they have to understand about technology. Even in our time, even in our times, you see sometimes people just like, oh, they're doing other shit, drawing in class because it's boring. The the schooling of this. I'm gonna call a timeout. But listen, the schooling of this age teaches you how to be a warehouse worker. It's assembly line learning. That's what it is. It teaches you how to be on assembly line. Now the the, the with technology, the iPhones, flat screen, everything. No. If Jason, no. you're you're expecting a child who is what? Let's say if they're high school, and by high school I mean Montreal terms of high school, which bridges between thirteen to seventeen years old, to literally sit down and have the mental capacity to search on their phone and research what they want to learn. Whereas when you have so many social media distractions, when kids at that age are on their phone, they're either on YouTube, they're on Twitter. They're on Instagram but or on Snapchat. Is, they are but, not but listen, researching anything my problem that is, is part of the curriculum that will help them but what learn. You don't anything productive. But what, you're under, what you don't understand is schools are not incorporating this technology to learn to their benefits. No, they're not schools using are. It. No, they're not. They're not no, doing they're it, not. it no, they're fast. Not. They're no, not. Jason's right on that. They're not. But they're not here's, doing the it fast enough. here's the problem. Here's the problem. They're not doing it fast enough. That's no, no. Is that a point of them not doing it fast enough? First off, I'll be the first one to say that... Parents need to understand the schools are there to educate their child, not to raise their child. Oh, 100%. I agree with you on That's that. That's one. Correct. Yeah. Two. As a father of two, I do not condone cell phones in the classroom. Period. If you need a laptop, you need a laptop. You do not need a cell phone the classroom i could get youtube on my lap <laughs> but here, here i'll explain to you the difference yeah i know the difference I'll I'll just the, difference. Dick. The, difference, the difference is this with the laptop when you log into the network at the school you can block off certain networks right with a cell phone you know how you get all that? the client all the person has to do is take off wi-fi and i have access to whatever i want Yo, you know you the way parent, to get around that? And then you and as a parent who's paying the bills of your kid, you're like, 
What the hell is this bill for? Why are you looking on this for? Why are Bruh. you looking at Okay, hold on. That's when you can ask those questions. As a responsible parent as I am? You'll ask those questions. Hold on. As a responsible parent as I am? Trust me. The only thing that show up on the a bill these days are things you actually pay if, for. And I'm going to stay at the defense of the teachers today. Because back in the day, if your ass acted up in school, when your mother or your father went to your parent-teacher interview, you're like, mm-hmm. The good old days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when your, by the time your ass got into the car, you had to lie across the back seat because by the time you got from the door from the school to the car, your ass be too red to sit on it. Am I wrong? Hey, I was a good student. Well, I don't know. Because, <laughs> but in this day and age, I can tell you, I have friends of mine who are teachers. Yeah. I have friends of mine who actually my daughter's mother works in the school board. And the the things she's telling me is just beyond me. Where the mothers and the fathers will come to the school and because the fact that they didn't study or because the fact they didn't actually um, pass a test, they blame the teacher. Oh, instead of blaming the student, they've been blaming or blaming themselves for not helping. Those are irresponsible parents. Absolutely. But in the in the in the um how can I explain it now? What do you mean in this in age? the era that we're in right now? Mm. It's as if it's never the person who is at fault is at fault. It's passing the buck. Yeah, but I think that's more that's more of a responsibility. It's easier to point parents. the finger than take responsibility. I think, that's, but who? But that's something we have to correct. I think oh, that's I more, agree with you. I think that's more of a parent thing. I see it a lot because look, you have your daughters. I have my nieces, and there's been situations at the school where, like one of my nieces, I've spoken on here before. Like she has, uh, she's a part. Of, she's on the spectrum, and there's been situations where, I've talk to my sister where she's telling me what's going on at the school and i've literally looked at her like do i need to go there because she demands special care but if the people that are there to help educate her but at not the very least give her that special care are going to actually do their job as like a guardian i'm like no what the fuck is your problem i'm going to step in and it's not going to be a matter of me looking down on you being like you're not doing your job and more of a matter of understanding like you have somebody here that you need to work with in a specific way and that's why we brought her here but on top of that if she's just not doing what she's supposed to do and she's being a nuisance and she's being somebody who's just going out of her way to be an irritant i wouldn't then look at them and say you know what well you should control her that's why we brought her here like that's a moment where it's like all right if this is what she's doing, thank you for bringing it to me. We are going to address it. Again, that's responsible parents. and responsible yeah. Exactly. That's but responsibility. And that's reiterating like 3% what of the population. About. It is. You know what I mean? Which is ridiculous, but it's reiterating what you're talking but in about. But in 2019, it's like 3 to three to 10% of the population. Yeah. If you More look parents at back need in to the be 90s, that way. That was 90% of the population. Yeah. Like you see, you, you see the difference right now? No, and I agree with you because it's, it's like I know my sister goes – to the parent-teacher conferences and she makes sure like just going according to plan because you got to make sure your girls are doing well and i mean i want to see my girls do like my nieces Absolutely. do well so i know she's on top of her game but i mean i would have to ask her to find out how many parent other parents that she actually sees there but i know this particular elementary that they go to it's more of like 
the hands-on, like the parents that bring their kids there, they make sure their kids are doing their shit. I do my best. Yeah. Be at every parent teacher. But I mean, yeah, there are situations where kids' parents just don't show up because they don't give a fuck, which is ridiculous. But, but here's the thing: is in my particular circumstance, I grill my daughter to the ninth because the fact that I, because of my job of how hard I work, I can't always be there. Yeah. But at least I communicate with the teachers regularly where they know that if there's something going on they can contact me and they know yeah. i'll respond right away exactly but there's not enough parents out there doing that they need to support the people who are there for them to help their children grow instead of actually expecting them to be like okay i gotta go to work here's my kid you raise them <laughs> I'll feed them when they get the fuck home. Yeah, that's just bad parents, though. That's just bad parents. It is. But yeah. it's happening more frequently than others, and it has to stop. That's then. That's not the kids' thing. That's that's more the parents that need to like. But get it reflects on the kids. I I get what you're yeah. saying, where it's more the parents. But at the end of the day, yeah, the the teachers and the schools need to push back and say, listen, we have our job to teach our children. But we are not here to raise your children. You know, you know why they don't push back? I can tell you exactly why. They're younger. Much younger. When we were in school, how old was our teacher? 40, 50, 60? No, I had some young teachers. I don't know about you. Now, now, <laughs> nowadays, <laughs> no, but now, but nowadays, they're all our age. They're in their 20s, 30s, 40s. Most our of the teachers. age is 30s. 20s, 30s, 40s. That's what I'm talking about. Age range. No one's actually age. my daughter's teacher. Well, like I said, like my I had a lot of young. Yeah, teachers. like right now, my daughter's like teacher 20s, graduated 30s. high school with me. Graduated high school with you, right? Exactly. Yeah, they're they're young though. Like that's I've, why they're I had like a back. few. That's not a problem. Student. That yeah. actually, that's a good thing. That's a very good thing. In certain and aspects, yes. No, no. Relatability is that's a, a very big good thing. thing. And the reason why it's a good thing is because it can relate to. Yeah. Today's reality. I could I, I understand what you're saying. Relatability is one thing, but I think what how children see it, they see because they're younger, they see relate relatability as being friend. It's not the same. No. That's what I kids see. I think that's no, what no, kids no, no, see. No, 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 hold on. Hold on. You can be gonna, relatable. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me get to this. Let me get it. Hold on. Let me get this one. Let me get this one. Oh shit. You just a fucking nerve. Hit it hit it quick. Okay. <laughs> Here's the problem. It's not the teachers who are trying to befriend the child. It's the parent who's trying to befriend the child. My child knows. That's that's irresponsibility too. That's that's no no, no no no. Let me finish. My child knows if you come home and you try to fuck with me, I will discipline your ass. You're not exactly. You're a responsible parent. You're not their friend. You're their parent. Exactly. So having a young teacher should not reflect on how they're being educated. But you have to understand, teachers, young teachers, they're not seasoned. And it's not an excuse, but that's what it is. Wrong again. No, I don't, I don't agree uh, Wrong again. It has nothing to do with being seasoned. Because what that. I've noticed, what I've Look. noticed, we've had young teachers in school too. The younger ones let a lot of things slide because they think no. they can handle No, it. no, you're wrong. <laughs> I find you're it's wrong. more the opposite. I, you're wrong. <laughs> the young teachers are scared. And once they find that the parents will back them up, they'll be firm. Yeah. And the problem with today's society is the fact that the parents will not back the teachers. They are back their children more 
even though their child is wrong. Like, I look at it, like, just remembering from my, like, particularly high school, I had a lot of young teachers in high school, and usually they were the stricter ones compared to the older ones. Like, the older ones, like, if we were mouthing off and doing whatever, they would just look at us like, I learned this shit already, so I don't care. So if you don't want to learn it, you're just going to fail, and then you're going to have to repeat the year. And they would just sit down and let us do whatever the fuck. Whereas the younger ones, if we were mouthing off and, and not paying attention where we were getting hit with detentions we would get suspended we would have extra work to do like they were piling it on on us just because they were younger and they knew it's like no i'm gonna make sure you learn this shit and if you think you're above it i'm gonna stress it even harder and just going from what i remember with my high school tenure it was always the younger ones that we were like we were cool with but if you fucked with them you got hit so much harder because the, the older ones they were at a point where they're like well i'm retiring soon i don't give a fuck <laughs> me, me was a if you if they were like if you fail you fail who cares in our high school they did not give different. a fuck like the younger teachers used to do after school activities with us like play hockey and all that shit like the i, I kind of look at it assholes. the same way i look at it with nurses at the hospital you can always tell like the young nurses come in they're enthusiastic they're they're very much with this mentality of I'm here to help these patients. I'm going to do well. Nah, nah, nah. And like, there's like, there's an energy about them that's infectious, but it's not the reality of the hospital because you see the older nurses, they come in, you're my patient. This is what you need. This is what we're going to do. If you refuse it, fine. That's your right. I walk away from you. I'm not even going to fight you. Yeah, but that's a terrible bedside manner and they become jaded. But that's what I'm saying. So it's it's something you worse. notice where the young ones always have that enthusiasm. They'll go the extra mile to okay, make but sure But you have it to happens, understand, though. Whereas the older ones have a laxity about them. No. And it's the same way with teachers. Finish up. Finish up. Because we're going along to finish up. Alan. Okay. Hold on. I, I got to no, finish this up. Because, like, five minutes. Okay. Has anybody ever asked the question, why? Why what? If you look back when we were growing up, when you tried to make a difference, it made a difference. In this day and age, when you try to make a difference, you're foreseen. You're looked past, you do not exist. You're working for yourself and you don't actually get any retribution to the extra work you put. Have you not noticed that? No, I've noticed it, and I think the reason for that is because there's so many examples of people doing the exact same thing that when you see another person doing exactly that, you just don't. You're you're essentially like you're numb to it. Like you remember, like for us growing up, we didn't we would have access to our community. It was what was around us, the people we knew. It was always the same faces every day. So whoever was the cool kid was the cool kid. The nerd was the nerd. The loser was the loser, et cetera, et cetera. And like these right. were your purviews. Like these were the people that were your scope of how your design was going to fall depending on what you latched onto. Whereas now you can be the loser but still have the biggest community that doesn't make you feel like the loser. You could be the jock. And have the biggest community outside of your immediate community that supports that. So 
no matter what direction anybody takes, you have somebody who's going to confirm whatever your biases are right here with you and beyond. That's essentially what society has become at this point because of social media and because of our connection to damn near everything to bring it back full circle. Like that's what's around us right now, which is why you see a lot of kids who like you try to show them a certain way, but they latch on to whatever is on their phones. Like they latch on to like a YouTube star. They latch on to like a certain Instagram personality. It's just like, it's, there's something about seeing it and seeing the effects of it or like the, the falsity effects of it because we know better, but they see that and they're like, that's the strive. That's the road. To a certain extent, you're right. But as a parent, as an adult who is raising a, a child, it's actually been proven now that having a screen in front of your face for 30 minutes or more in the morning before going to school hinders the reproductive. Oh, it's the worst thing in the world. It's the worst thing in the world. It's the worst thing in the world. But if you noticed that kids who are in daycare, day, kids who are going through pre-kindergarten, on the way to school, what's the first thing they have? They have a screen in their face. Not my knees. Well, no, your knees, but she you. Does, but I'm you talk to my sister. The greatest, <laughs> <laughs> but the greatest majority. That's what it is. Yeah, a majority it is. So, yeah. as um, as a parent of my of my own kids, like I try my best to do the same thing and not allow them to be on the screen before they go to school to actually be able to be able to absorb the most education yeah. possible. But how? What is the percentage that you think is out there that actually do that? Oh, less than because they get a, the piece in the morning digit. when they have their coffee and they read the newspaper. Yeah. They put the iPad down. They do whatever they want. Yeah, but that's what I'm getting to. No, I I agree with you on that. But the way you explain it, it's, it's simple. Like it starts at the top, right? Exactly. And if you're gonna make those those values and you're gonna instill those habits in them it starts at the top whereas if somebody doesn't start at the top with that and make sure that their kids see it that way then we end up with essentially the same patterns that we're seeing that's happening that we can get these scientific analysis that say 30 minutes first thing in the morning fucks you up absolutely all right let's up. wrap this up yes yeah, wrap this up <laughs> that was a great parent talk corner right there you know <laughs> shout out to bill simmons <laughs> uh anything uh left to say or is, is that pretty much it no alan what do you want to plug since you're here what do you yeah want to plug? true plug what do you got you got any shows coming up do you have uh any businesses any friendships you want to shout out like anything uh really right now i got another shout out it came me up on dj nemesis 007 on ig but that's right about it right now. I'm I'm laying low until the summer right now. I got a couple of plants coming up, but you've been busy enough. We know. About yeah, it. for real. <laughs> Get your nice little month, two months break, and then hit the ground running again. Exactly. As for us, you know how it is. Uh, it's uh, don't be mad pod on both Instagram and Twitter. Don't be mad podcast on Facebook, and don't be mad podcast on YouTube. 
follow us, subscribe, share to your friends, your family, and your pets, please. Yes, your dog listens to us, and he, she loves us, or they, depending on how they identify. (laughs) We are the Don't Be Mad Podcast. Thank you for listening. Peace, guys. Peace. Peace.